here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 104.4 FM in Hermanus. 15 minutes to 3 o'clock. My guest this afternoon on Young and Essay, it's a feature that we've decided to do every single day for all of June because we are celebrating young people. And this young person, she calls herself the Menstrual Health uh, a Minister of Menstrual Health. And Candice Shirwa has dedicated a lot of her time to dealing with menstrual health and uh, the access to sanitary towels and so on. She joins me on the line. Good afternoon, Candice, and thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. Canelo, thank you for having me. So the, I mean, it's, 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 it's a silly question to ask because women go through this, you know, in their own daily lives. So this is not a phenomenon to us. But to commit yourself to menstrual health, where did that idea come from? So, I mean, you know, we talk about men- menstruation. A lot of the time people see it as a private um, event that happens month to month. Mm. Um, and a lot of the time people don't necessarily understand the, um, you know, violations that occur when menstrual health is not properly managed. So, you know, when you look at young girls who don't have the access to sanitary resources and they miss out on school, um, it, it is a human rights violation being of education. Um, when you look at the state of infrastructure being of, um, you know, sanitation and girls and women are not able to manage their menstruation at work, at school, then that's also another human rights violation of health. So menstruation is just, you know, the conversation around menstruation isn't just only about the day-to-day management of it, but just looking at it from a um, holistic perspective in terms of health, education and sanitation and health, yeah. So, well, how bad how bad is the situation? So, what are the stats? Give us a sense of of the number of young people who just don't have access to to sanitary towels, for instance. So, I mean, there are a lot of studies that are being presented, and you know, in in, in according to the University of Africa, they say that one in ten African girls miss out on school because of their menstruation. When you look in South Africa. A study done by the Stellenbosch Law Clinic in 2016 said that about 60% of the South African population um, that makes of women, girls, and menstruators um, miss out on day-to-day activities due to their menstruation. And this is not just because of the access or the, the inability not to access the sanitary products, but it's because, you know, there are policies that don't allow and cater for menstruators to be able to manage their menstruation so that they can go about their social and economic daily activities. On top of that, we also have, um, you know, a lot of cultural practices that are actually very uh, debilitating um, and also very harmful. Um, so, you know, there's certain cultures that, that expect menstruators to be put in a menstrual hut mm. for the duration of their period. And in Nepal, there's, there've been certain uh, ladies who have actually passed away because, you know, they've been trying to keep themselves warm in this menstrual house but have died due to smoke inhalation. So there's just so much more in terms of dealing with menstrual health. It's not just about the access to pads or tampons or whatever a menstruator needs, but it really is about looking at how culture and society views uh, periods and how then that has an, an, a negative impact on, on menstruators.
Well, you know, it's it's very difficult to change culture. Culture is many people when you when you grow up with something uh, like culture, it's it's just going to take a lot to change that mindset because it's exactly that culture. So so then at that at what point do we start coming up with other solutions to tackle the issues that you've just spoken about? Yeah, so I think there's um, an, an amazing trend that is happening in America and other Western countries where every time a girl starts menstruating, uh, families hold a period party. And I think that's something that we can sort of normalize here in South Africa. Instead of having these fearful conversations around what menstruators should and should not do on their period, I think there should be an event where menstruators are in fact celebrated with the right and factual information and in fact are sort of supported in this transition from um, womanhood to adulthood. And I think what's very important is that, you know, especially in having these conversations, I think the part part in um, these things, destigmatizing, demystifying the menstrual stigma is really about talking about periods. Um, you know, I, I always have such an interesting conversation, especially with um, the men in my life when I mention periods. They sort of get so shocked and embarrassed. Mm. And I think there's so much that needs to be done in just normalizing an event that is so natural and biological to, um, you know, human life. So I think there's just something that needs more that needs to be done. But I think the first thing that we can do is just really talk about it in a positive way. So where do we begin? Because um, trying to get other people to to be part of the conversation. So it's obvious that the conversations will be centered around women and it will be women having these conversations and sharing their stories and so on. Bringing in the others so that they're part of this conversation. How do we do that? So, yeah, I think it, it, it really is just a matter of, you know, if it's not just in conversations, it's also just the content that we, we consume. So mm. what content are we reading? Mm. The biologic, biology textbooks that kids are reading, um, you know, the TV series that we see, uh, the, the jokes that are put there, are they sort of harmful towards menstruation? Because, I mean, one thing that I find very interesting is how, um, especially TV shows, depict menstruation as an event that um, sees women as, you know, crazy, irrational human beings, when in fact that's not the case. You know, we go through mood swings every month, and so we're not seen as irrational. It's, be, it's because of our hormonal mood swings. So it really is important that we very, um, you know, we unpack the, the content that we consume, and we also are very mindful of the content that we uh, provide to the, the youth as well. And I think that's also why it was important for me to do the menstruation workshops with, with young people to really allow for them to gain confidence about their bodies and be very open about talking about periods without feeling afraid to do so. So it really is just a matter of thinking of the content that we consume and also just having the confidence to talk about it. It's lovely what you're doing. I really appreciate that the work that you're doing. And and how do we support you? Where can people maybe, you know, uh, be a part of the work that you do? So the work that we are doing right now, because our workshops are considered to be social gatherings, yes. and obviously due to the, uh, the global pandemic, we can't, um, you know, continue on with the workshops. Mm-hmm. But what I do urge for people, especially if they want to learn more about periods, is there's a new platform by Lalette called uh, Lalette's Talk, where individuals can sign up for free and openly talk about periods, ask any questions about 
sexual and reproductive health. And that will just allow for people to sort of create a, a safe space and also create a community to talk about periods. So that's just one of the um, things that we are doing in terms of just normalizing menstruation. Mm. And yeah, I think it's just, it really is just a matter of if, if anyone has any specific question with regards to periods, they can feel free to message me or, you know, uh, contact me on social media and I'll, and I'll address it immediately. Lovely. Yeah. Lovely talking to you, Candice. Candice Chira there. She calls herself the menstrual minister. Minister, um, because she really has been doing a lot of work around menstrual health and, and helping young people just navigate the space and the world around them and uh, conversations around menstrual health and uh, reproductive health and so on. So she's the person that we decided to profile today as in our feature, Young in Essay.